You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. When we look at the Word of God, we can see that the book of Habakkuk teaches us that the vision is yet for an appointed time. The vision that God has given you, the dream that God has given you, it is for an appointed time. It will not lie. Though it seems like it's staring, it will surely come. The vision that God has given you, the dream that God has given you, is going to fulfill it. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under the sun. There is a time and a season for everything. Some of the mistakes that people make, frustrations that are built up on the inside is when people don't understand the time and season that they find themselves in. In 1 Chronicles, the Bible teaches us that the sons of Issachar, they had understanding of times so that they could teach Israel what they ought to do. Israel is a type of the church, so you have to understand the time and the season that the church is in. Understand the time and the season that you find yourself in. In the book of Daniel 2 verse 21, it says that God has got the ability to change times and seasons. He appoints kings. He appoints rulers. He changes times and seasons. When you look around you today, you'll see many people doing things they were supposed to do when they were younger. Young people, listen to me. When you're at school, it's your time and season to study. So work very hard. When you go to varsity, it's your time to educate yourself for your career. Work very hard. It's your time and season to study. Understand that God will make everything beautiful in its time. When you walk with God, you'll know what season you are in. Many people get frustrated today. What is the cause of this? It's because our minds are filled with wrong things. Occupied with worldly things. Considering the wrong things. Not recognizing that there's a time and a season for everything. So you start comparing yourself to others. There's a time to labor very hard. Turn to the person next to you and say, you have to be a hard worker. And there's a time to reap the product of grace. We find ourselves in difficult situations because we often jump the gun. When it's time for us to labor, we want to jump the gun. We want money that we've not worked for. Not realizing that we are jeopardizing our career and our future. That which God has promised you, He will fulfill. But sometimes when we get frustrated, we view things from a natural point of view, can make the wrong decisions. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 7. Sometimes when we jump the gun, I mean we try and jump the appointed time that God has got for you. John chapter 7, verse 4. You can't become famous if you hide like this. This is Jesus' brothers giving advice to him from a natural point of view. You have to become famous. The motivation is materialistic things. Selfish gain. 
can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. Jesus replied, now is not the right time for me to go. But you can go anytime. The world can't hate you, but it does hate me because I accuse it of doing evil. You go on. I'm not going to the festival because my time has not yet come. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's time is the best. Tell them again. Say, God's time is the best. Jesus replied to his brothers, Now is not the time for me to go, but you can go any time. In English, we only have the word time. But in the Greek, there are different words. Chronos, chronicles, that's the time that you see on your watch. He's referring to that. He says, any time you can do what you want. You can go where you want. Say what you want. Be where you want to be. Because you're a free moral agent. And God could never interfere with that. But Jesus is saying, I'm linked up with heaven. I'm staying in sync with my Father's plans for my life. I'm not just walking in Kronos in normal time here, but I've stepped into Kairos, the God-appointed time. He said, you can go do what you want to. I'm not going to jump the gun. I'm waiting for the God-appointed time. Turn to the person next to you and say, God-appointed time. Psalm 37 verse 7 says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. We have to allow God to work in us and through us. Sometimes we jump the gun. What am I talking about when I say jump the gun? You've all seen athletes when they get ready to run a race. We're all in a race. You're on earth. Life's journey, it's a race. We have to run a straight race by God's grace. But what happens when you're there and before you're supposed to start to run, before the gun, ah, you jump the gun. What happens? The only thing that's going to happen, you're going to get called back. Many people today have jumped the gun. You're hasty in achieving something, in a hurry to be successful in life. When you're in a hurry, when you are anxious, you are more likely to make a mistake that's going to pull you down. Just think, people in a hurry to make money, touching money they should never have touched. Many people trying to move the hand of God forward while God is still busy working in you, preparing you. A child can be a genius and you can know it in grade seven or at a young age, but they still have to go through the process, go to school, go through that preparation so that the foundation can be laid so that they can do what they have to do. Proverbs 20 verse 21 teaches us that an inheritance quickly gained at the end is not going to be successful. So oftentimes we're in a hurry to obtain things. But in the end, will it be blessed? 
Turn to the person next to you and say, don't jump the gun. The greatest mistake that people make every day that causes them to jump the gun, you are comparing yourself to others. Comparing yourself to yourself instead of comparing yourself to Christ. You can be in the band comparing yourself to the person singing here with you, a colleague at work working with you. Start thinking, but I'm working harder than that person. I'm singing better than that person. I'm praying more than that person. I'm fasting more than her. Why, Lord? And you can start to get frustrated. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't jump the gun. How many people can say, I am what God says I am? How many people can say, I am what God says I am? And be content with that. Paul wrote in Philippians 4, he says, Whatever state I'm in, I've learned to be content. I've learned to be happy. So whatever you are facing right now, the time and season that you are in as a Christian, when you know God holds your future in His hands, you can be content. Pastors now, last week we could preach to 50 people. This week we get allowed to preach to 100 people. We can be content and I'm going to give my very best and preach whether it's a hundred or a thousand or how many people. It doesn't matter. I can be content. I don't have to accept my current situation. I can pray that it changes. I'm trusting that churches will be full very soon, that we can just go on the way we used to go on. But in the time that I'm right now, I have to be content. Because when I know everything that has to do with me when I'm walking with the Lord... There's a time and a season for it. And God is aware of that time and season. And He'll use it to my advantage. I know when it's God's time for something, there will be no personal effort. God will just do it. That's why we have to wait patiently. The mistake that we make is we jump the gun and then we get called back. Many people jumped into things too quickly and today they are starting over again. You see the importance not to get frustrated, to understand God's timing and season for your life. So let us consider Abraham and Sarai and see how we can apply it to our own lives. The lessons that we can learn from it so that we don't make the same mistakes again. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't jump the gun. Are you ready? Let's go to Genesis 16 verse 1. Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarah said to Abraham, The Lord has prevented me from having children. It's so strange that she is confessing and saying, It's not the Lord's time for me to have children. I know we've received the promise. Abraham, God has given you a promise. He'll say, you'll be the one who'll be a father of many nations. And it's not yet happened. She's acknowledging it. Sometimes when we reason from a natural point of view, things can make sense to us. It seems ordinary. But very little do we know that sometimes when we make decisions from a nat natural point of view, that which seems ordinary in the natural can have an extraordinary effect in the spirit. 
The Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abraham agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abraham as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abraham had settled in the land of Canaan. So Abraham had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress Sarai with contempt. Family, listen to me. Just like Abraham, every child of God is a promise carrier. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're a promise carrier. Tell them again, say, you're a promise carrier. Family, you have a promise on the inside of you. That promise that God has given you, the vision that God has given you. The book of Habakkuk says, though it tarries, it will not lie, it will come to fulfillment. The sons of Issachar would have told you there's a time and a season for everything. God can change your time and season, but you have to wait patiently. The greatest mistakes that people have made is because they become impatient. Lord, when are you going to do it? The greatest challenge in the church now is not spiritual Christians, soulish Christians, carnal Christians, Christians being led by their fleshly desires, focusing upon those things, comparing themselves to the people around them. Soulish Christians reasoning from a natural point of view. What they see, what they hear, what they feel. Trying to make sense in their mind of the promise that God has given them. Because people lack absolute confidence in the promises of God. If God has given you a promise, He's going to see it through. That's why many people start to lose heart. Some situations are more tough than others. Certain situations are meant to prepare you, to preserve you, to strengthen your desire for the Lord. I've seen sometimes we work very hard, pray fervently without the corresponding reward. Just think about Peter working so hard, toiling all night long, no catch was in that disappointment that God had an appointment. In times like that, God might be saying to you, my son, my daughter, be patient. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see you through. Turn to the person next to you say, be patient. Tell them, don't jump the gun. Family, listen to me. As a man and woman of faith, it doesn't matter how long you wait no matter the pain that you are going through, the disappointment that you are going through, you have to hold on to that patience, perseverance, endurance. These are the tools that God has given us to see us through. Don't jump the gun. Everything that you are facing, the challenges that you are facing, the difficulty that you are facing, that difficulty has got a beginning and the difficulty has got an end. The truth is, your dream, your vision can be compared to honey. And honey does not just attract bees, but insects. The insects 
are those trials and those difficulties. Just because you see those things and you have those things around you does not mean God will not fulfill His promise. Don't allow anything to separate you from the love of God. The promise that God has given you, the vision that God has given you, the dream that God has given you is going to fulfill it. Can you see where you've made some mistakes in your life? Sarah, her intention is to do good. Let me help my husband so that he can become a father. And that decision is not birthed in the spirit. That instruction did not come from heaven. And that's why God could not accept it. God blessed it because of Abraham. But remember, we can only give to God what comes from God. Abraham, with all confidence, could say, yes, I'm going to go and sacrifice him. A matter of fact, when the servants asked him, where are you going? He said, we are going yonder to worship. That which the Lord required of him to sacrifice. He did not see it as sacrifice. He saw it as worship. What did Jesus say when he returns? What will he be looking for? He will be looking for those worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Family waiting patiently, giving glory to God in everything. That dream that God has given you of prosperity, of breakthrough, of a career, of a spouse, of children, whatever, is still going to do it. That voice of difficulty will be silenced. That's the promise that God has given us. So when you are going through challenges, don't jump the gun. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't jump the gun. I found in life there are certain things that are more difficult to handle than others. When you face those severe difficulties, remind yourself, these things are not to impair me, but to improve me. God is going to take me from where I am to where He wants me to be. If He's given you a promise, wait patiently, you will see the fulfillment of it. The Bible teaches us in Psalm 30 verse 5, Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. What is he saying? He's saying for every unfavorable season, a favorable season is coming. He's teaching us to remind us every day, although it's the darkest night, light comes in the morning. It means every person's season that they find themselves in, a season of darkness, can be turned around to a season of light. Turn to the person next to you and say, joy comes in the morning. Family, listen to me. You have to start to confess what you believe and not what you see. Confess what you believe and not what you see. When we look at the situation around us, when we listen to what is going on, it's very easy to become negative. It's very easy to become frustrated. Confess what you believe. The promise that the Lord has given you, Abraham, start to declare it. Start to say it. Remember, as soon as he started to declare, Father of many nations, within a year, he had his promise. In a year, he had his promise. Can I tell you the secret in a time like that? Protect your heart. 
the Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart. Why? Because they keep short accounts. Maybe where you find yourself right now is somebody that did something unfairly to you. They stole what belonged to you. Killing, stealing, and destroying. Keep a short account. Keep your heart pure. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will keep a short account and see God. Look at what the Bible says in Matthew 5 verse 8. God blesses those whose hearts are pure. The New Living Translation. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Family, in this season of waiting, of being patient, keep your heart pure. As Christ has forgiven you, forgive those that have wronged you, that have harmed you, that have offended you. This is what the Lord requires of us in the season of waiting until you see the fulfillment. Make sure that you keep your heart pure. Those whose lives are centered around Christ Jesus, they can always say with all confidence, the best is yet to come. And they are moved by the Spirit of Christ, of patience, endurance for a better future. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't jump the gun. When you know God is fighting for you, when you know God is busy working out everything for you, you can be patiently waiting upon the Lord. I want to close with Hebrews 6 verse 10. So whether there's trouble or not, be calm and wait patiently. Turn to the person next to you say, whether there's trouble or not, whether there's turmoil or peace, wait patiently. Hebrews 6 verse 10, For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard you have worked for Him and how you have shown your love to Him by caring for other believers as you still do. In a time like this, let's continue to care for believers. Amen. Let's do our duties towards the church, the kingdom of God, in a time like this, so that we can continue to be a blessing. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts, in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Family, listen to me. You need faith and patience to see the fulfillment of your dream, of your vision. He's saying continue to love everybody because if the enemy can get you out of love, your faith cannot work. Faith works through love. Our great desire is that you will keep on loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true. Then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. For example, there was God's promise to Abraham. Since there was no greater to swear by, God took an oath in his own name saying, I will certainly bless you and I will multiply your descendants beyond number. Then Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. Wow, what does this teach us? 
Only faith pleases God. The Bible says here, Abraham waited patiently for the promise. The promise was Isaac. But you and me, we know what happened in between. We know what is written in Genesis 16, that there was a time where he did not wait patiently. But that was not of faith. It's not even recorded in the New Testament. Through faith and patience, he endured that which his spirit can please God, but that which his flesh cannot please God. The promise that God has given you, you will see it through. Romans says that he did not waver in his faith, but he called those things that were not as though they were, giving thanks to God in advance for being faithful, who contrary to hope in hope believed, and he became the father of many nations. Wow. Do you know what that means? Even if you've jumped the gun and you go to God and you ask for forgiveness, He's going to forgive you and forget it. He's not even going to mention the mistake that you have made. But He's going to write about the faith and the patience, the endurance, the times you did not jump the gun. But if you've jumped the gun, run to God and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm going to start over. Help me to catch up and still do what you want me to do. It's when Abraham waited patiently, he received the promise from God. Turn to the person next to you, say, don't jump the gun. Tell them again, say, don't jump the gun. Family, this is good news for us. As Abraham was a promise carrier and he made a mistake, God still even turned that around for his good. But that which is of faith, that promise that comes from heaven, that vision that comes from heaven, God is not going to change his mind concerning that. He was not lying to you. You wait faithfully, patient, in the season that you find yourself in. If you are faithful and remain patient and endure, God is going to fulfill that promise. He's going to see you through. Ask God in the season that you find yourself in for wisdom and understanding to know what he is busy doing. But the promise that he has given you as Abraham carried the promise on the inside and waited patiently and he saw the fulfillment of it. God is going to do the same for you because he is no respecter of person. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website www.hoc.org.za Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.